I think the next president needs to be a lot quieter, but send a signal that we're prepared to act in the national security interests of this country to get back in the business of creating a more peaceful world. Please clap. Wow! I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. Sugar and spice. I feel nice. Sugar and spice. So nice, so nice. I got you. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to the Mel and Floyd Summer Replacement Show. I'm Mel. Floyd is on assignment, but with us, as always, the man who knows everything, Mr. Smarty Pants. Oh, hail me. (laughs) I love your new golden sneakers there. Yeah. Those are snazzy. (laughs) What does the T stand for? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. T, of course. (laughs) Hey, you know, speaking of my knowing everything... I made a big mistake and I at last week on the show. And really I know that I, I hope I hope that people do not get their like history, entertainment, news and so oh, on from us. <laughs> we should run a disclaimer every <laughs> that week. Giant disclaimer. <laughs> but I but I try to be accurate in the in those little areas where I know at least a little something. Yeah. And I made a mistake last week and I just want to clear it up. So we were talking last week about the different kinds of kissing. Remember, we were talking about the the the, the, the Romans had names for it. They're the osculum. The osculum, that's the, the, the peck on the cheek, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the, the basium. That's the, the more of the smooch, you know, lip on lip, but that's about it. And then there's finally the, the savium, which we call the, the French kiss, yeah. right? the open mouth kissing. And there were these two Danish researchers, and they were trying to figure out from archaeological records and from the history of herpes, when the, when the open mouth kiss <laughs> began. And I said 3,000 years ago. And you guys, I got it wrong. It's 5,000 years ago. I was reading this story really? quickly. It was 3,000 B.C. that oh. they found both the archaeological evidence and in terms of the genetic sequencing of uh, herpes simplex, that that's probably... So people were French said. kissing 5,000 years ago? They were, yeah. It was an innovation, as far as we can tell at the time. Yeah. But uh, but nonetheless, and and interestingly enough, I was looking into the story more, into the into the, uh, the research more, and uh, uh, it, it was... Uh, I was reading I was reading some ancient uh, Greek uh, lesbian poetry, which, you know, I do on my spare sure, time. Sure, who doesn't? Who doesn't? And uh, and uh, this, one, this one woman who's speaking in the poem is telling the other woman about how it's the men that always want to open their mouths when they kiss. <laughs> what is wrong with them? So I, I thought that was interesting, too. It was kind of like, it might not have just been, you know, 5,000 years ago, but somebody might have thought of it first, too. You know, I mean, it's kind of like, really? <laughs> but anyway, so I, I, that was... The, I think a lot of the, lot of the, the those uh, topics aren't, aren't just, you know, are, are like, why are men doing... Blank, or blank. why do men always blank? Yes, you know? right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. It's like exactly. there's probably like a thousand things you could put in exactly. there, and none exactly. of them make any sense. Right. You know? So anyway, so five thousand years ago, 
That's the best evidence we have for that. Yeah, we got a lot of innovation. Le- we got a lot of letters and cards <laughs> yeah, about that. So yeah. I'm glad you I figured you would, but you know, it cleared that up. The problem is, I, you know, me, I'm so OCD. I mean, it was the minute I walked out of the studio, I started thinking about oh, it. Oh, I hate it when I do that. And I'm just kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm, I've misled. Uh, you know, all three people that are listening to the show. <laughs> I really feel bad about that. Hey, I was coming out of a store yesterday, and I had my my WRT sweatshirt on. Sure. And and this guy just went very positive reaction. He goes, WRT, I listen to that all the time. He was very excited. Did and he make the big W with his arm? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> expect that. W-O-R-T. And like, kind of like YMCA. There you go. Yeah, but exactly. the, no, it was very nice. We had a little chat with him. And, uh, and oh, right. very nice. But uh, No, it was very nice. Did so, you ask him what his favorite shows were? I didn't. I, oh, okay. I was kind of on my way out to the car. I was leaving and he was yeah. coming in. Well, we'll be like, doing that next week. Next be week doing is what? Uh, asking people their favorite Going out shows. to my car? No, because it's, uh, I think, it's uh, it's it's pledge season. Is oh, it is. Up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. next week will be the beginning of our our it's, winter pledge season. It's not although, winter anymore. It's yeah, like yeah, ninety but, degrees <laughs> out there. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't notice it from looking out the door, but yeah. So uh, so yeah, and you'll get a chance to help out the station and maybe leave some interesting messages behind. We always appreciate. You that. can get your WRT gear, and then strangers yeah. will accost you in stores. Like, exactly. Like that, me, so. That's it. That's it, Mel. You've given us a story to inspire the yeah. listeners. But I'm such an egomaniac. I mean, the second I saw him, like, kind of light up, I thought he like recognized me, and, and it was going <laughs> to yeah. like praise me and all about and, you, you know get down on his knees and you know <laughs> ask me what I what I wanted to buy what I wanted in the store. All hail. It, was, it was all all you know whatever you want a tribute okay. for you. So remember the guy that brought us tribute beer at the. Oh yeah, at the, the one of the festivals that I, was nice. He I was remember like, that. I, he's like, I bring tr- I bring you tribute. Yeah, tribute beer, tribute martinis. <laughs> I can remember that one pretty much knocked me back. But uh, oh, speaking of which, I heard a joke this week, and it is the it is the silliest joke, but I I had to share it because it cracked me up. Okay, so uh, three vampires walk into a bar, and uh, the bartender comes up, say, "What do you have?" And the first vampire says, uh, "Well, I have a glass of blood." He's like, "Okay." So what about you, buddy? What do you want? And the second vampire Tapper says, can. You know. <laughs> the second vampire says, um, I'll also have a glass of blood. Yeah. And then he uh, says, well, what about you? What about you, sir? What do you want? And the third vampire says, well, I think I just want some plasma today. And so the bartender says, okay, I got it. So it's uh, one blood, one blood, and uh, one blood light. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I like that. <laughs> That's kind of cute. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> I saw an ad the other day that perplexed me. It's, uh, it reminded me of this. That, um, you know, the, the, the white claw stuff that, uh, that people drink now? Oh, yeah. 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 They're, 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 they're coming up with white claw, no alcohol. All right. Which is, isn't that just like, Cloth, soda water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like fizzy water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, marketing is, is wonderful. I just—it's just the things that the tricks it'll play on your brain. You yeah, know? it's like here, get some white claw zero. You know, I got to tell you though. So on uh, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras, uh, companion, and I and some dear friends of ours went out for for a, for a good time, and uh, uh, we're trying to you're trying to cut back on on the demon rum you know we're trying to yeah. cut back on the alcohol a little bit because we're getting up there and right, right. health issues and sure. you know it's uh, you know they used to say oh you know used to be fun to wake up in a strange house but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not anymore it gets it's tired after a while <laughs> but uh, but so anyway so we thought so they they had a they had wine flights which were like not real wine I mean it's like non-alcoholic uh-huh. wine and it's been apparently you know carefully sure. you know curated and and you know yeah. all, you know the the people that are into this stuff are really into it so um so we took a drink of you know like, like we had like you know several of these non-alcoholic wines we took a drink of the first one it's like okay this is when you think 
that's a glass of wa- like glass of, of vodka, and you drink it, and it's actually water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this you is terrible. You can't <laughs> fool my brain. Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> I was what? Who thought this was a good idea? And it reminded me the fr- the first time we went over, ever went over to your place for Thanksgiving. I was yeah. and I admired you so much, Mel, because yeah. you didn't have a tofurkey or any kind of BS like that. You had like a big pumpkin. Full of like I don't know, had rice Wild and grain rice and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like you know frogs don't, and stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> don't don't try to imitate the other thing. Yeah, you know, if, like if you're a vegetarian, don't don't pretend you're eating meat. Just yeah. eat what you eat. You know. And I was a little hurt when you came over though. You didn't want to go in the basement and see that that cask of uh, <laughs> nice yeah. nice Amontillado, Amontillado, Amontillado I had. <laughs> Still haven't seen that, and uh, that's why I'm here today. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, distinctly I remember it was in the bleak November, <laughs> and the separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Yes. Oh, so so nothing going on this week as usual. No, a nice quiet week, especially in Alabama. So, uh, well, I just want to mention. Uh, so you know, of course, uh, Alexei Navalny uh, probably killed. Uh, yeah. Not a surprise. And uh, I, I love the president, uh, the former president Trump's response, uh, of course, uh, you know, because he's concerned about uh, Alexei Navalny, too. And uh, he posted, uh, Alexei Navalny has uh, made me more and more aware of what's happening in our country. To me. He said, yep, yep. <laughs> you know, I think of that Jesus Christ. I think, uh, you know, that guy had nothing on me. <laughs> Abe Lincoln, yeah, he got shot. But, I mean, they're much worse to me. Um Crooked, radical left politicians, prosecutors, and judges leading us down a path to destruction. But I got to mention, he said he said he, he tried to turn it into a verb. He said the like the the, the fine was a was a Navaldi. It was he got Navaldied or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And it was like no, it's not not about this. Isn't about you. But mm-hmm. in case you're wondering, uh, there also this week. I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, Maxim Kuzminov, who was a uh, he was a helicopter pilot who defected. Uh, from uh, Russia into Ukraine, uh, he was found dead. Uh, his body riddled with bullets, mm. and uh, down in Spain, uh, via Yoyosa, uh, Spain, uh, where he was living at that point, at that time, and uh, and not to be outdone, uh, another uh, Russian, a Russian blogger by the name of Andrei Morozov. Uh, he has a he has a uh, he's a blogger who. Uh, was blogging about uh, Russia's military losses in the in the uh, war against, I'm sorry, the incursion, the special operation against Ukraine, and he posted online that they had lost 1,600 men and 300 armored vehicles in the assault on Avdivki, uh, which the Russians captured last week, and uh, he deleted the post on Tuesday uh, after a campaign of intimidation again against him. And uh, then uh, on Wednesday, uh, he was uh, reported dead mm-hmm. by the Russian media. It's uh, so. So we have. Uh, it's it's not exactly like it's just Navalny. It's uh, it's pretty much across the board if you're if you're keeping score. Yeah. I went through a stretch where I was kind of obsessed with Catherine the Great, and I read a few few of her biographies and yeah. uh, things like that, and. And that's that seemed to happen to a lot of her opponents too. They had a lot of bad luck. With yeah, them. they did. Isn't that funny how yeah, that worked? Yeah. Out? So yeah. so things haven't really changed a lot yeah, in yeah, a couple yeah. hundred years. <laughs> well, they get it done over there. I guess that's the idea. Hey, speaking of our own homegrown uh, crazy, I 
We were in the national news this week. We, uh, Wisconsin? We, Wisconsin, was in the national news, and you'll know what it's for. It's for the new for legislative maps. Yeah, it's counted as a giant win when the idea of following the state constitution <laughs> drawing your boundaries <laughs> Big news <is> followed. <laughs> Big news, everybody. <laughs> but uh, but it was very nice, and, uh, and, I mean, you and I remember this. I mean, this this was the result of the... The dreadful election of 2010, the yeah. anti-Obama election, basically, where nothing could be worse than that terrible, terrible black man in the White House. Yeah. And uh, and so everybody went Republican that year. And uh, this is what you get when you get solid Republican uh, legislature and Republican governor. Uh, all you have to do is look across the country and see what you get as a result. So, you know, one of the first things they did was, let's figure out a way to make sure we stay in forever. Yeah, <laughs> and so. well, pretty good. I mean, it's been over a decade. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they did the maps. They did the um, voter suppression. And then, yeah. then of course, the, the main part of Act 10 was, you know, attacking the, right. the public unions. Sure. So. I met a lawyer from the law firm that helped them do that work. And... Uh, she was a real shark. I mean, I and I, you know, professional courtesy. I was just kind of like, and I, I mean, she was very funny about it. You mm-hmm. know, like when I asked sure. her, I was like, "So your law firm is the one that uh, helped them with the maps, right?" It's like, "You bet." You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, evil's great when it's funny. You know, I yeah. just kind of. <laughs> oh man, but but yeah. So uh, national news again. It's good to be in the news. It's good to have Wisconsin in the news for a change where it's good news yeah. as opposed to. Yeah. What is happening to those people? Right, you know? right. So, I saw that um, a contender for Tammy Baldwin's seat announced this week. Eric Hovde, I'm going to try to say it, but uh, Hovde, yeah. Hovde. Yeah. he's a uh, he he's a uh, owns a bank, and, yeah. he, and he used to be a hedge fund manager. Sure. And uh, can't make it any clearer than that. <laughs> <laughs> I like money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm in favor of a capitalist hellscape. <laughs> not, not sure if he's really if he's actually a billionaire or not, yeah. but he's you know in the yeah. neighborhood anyway. Yeah. He's so. a Williamaire. <laughs> <laughs> he's face too fancy to be a billionaire. <laughs> and I'm not. I I couldn't find the details, but uh, I saw some references to how he was essentially. I mean, he's he's from Madison. He's got a Madison background, but yeah. uh, but uh, how he had like a lot of. He, a lot of California connections, like that's where his business was sure, and stuff. So yeah. he's essentially just, you know, bringing somebody from out of state to, to run against her. And, his, uh, his bag is made of carpet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we need more hedge fund managers yeah, in Congress. Yeah, we need more of those. You know, they said, hedge fund managers are well un- unrepresented in, in our society. I think, I think so. they uh, they really, and they add a lot of value. I don't <laughs> know if you've ever noticed that. <laughs> They really do. <laughs> How about if we chop up Wyoming and sell it? Yeah, little tiny. <laughs> well, I'd bits. be in. I'd be in favor of that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't Dane County have as many people as Wyoming? I mean, it's pretty close. So. Yeah, I think that's about right. It's yeah, a, it's because it's about what? It's about three hundred, three hundred something thousand people in Wyoming. I think that's right. I, I thought it was a little more. I thought it was closer to six, but uh, mm. we, we, you know, we could look it up in three seconds. No, we but, we uh, can't. Yeah. I, I think it was three thousand years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Attacks my brain. <laughs> uh, the U.S. Supreme Court's conservative majority seems skeptical on Wednesday as the EPA sought to continue enforcing an anti-air pollution rule in 11 states while separate legal challenges proceed around the country. So the EPA is trying to like enforce rules yeah. to against pollution, yeah. and the Supreme Court's trying to decide if that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> EPA created by that. Incredible radical Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
three energy-producing states, Ohio, Indiana, and West Virginia, challenged the rule along with the steel industry and other groups, calling it costly and ineffective. Yeah. The rule. It's it's a rule uh, because um, it, it, it talks about how pollution in one state doesn't obey state lines. And we've, we've, <laughs> we've dealt with this a lot in Wisconsin because yeah. we get a lot of pollution blowing in, air pollution right. blowing in from uh, Illinois. And um, and this is the this is the rule that lets the EPA address those types of issues because it's a federal concern. Yeah, again, you know, air pollution that goes wherever, pretty much wherever the wind blows. So, but it's uh, but yeah, they they didn't haven't ruled yet. But uh, yeah, this is states such as Wisconsin, New York, and Connecticut can struggle to meet federal standards and reduce helpful levels harmful levels of ozone because of pollution from power plants, cement kilns, and natural gas pipelines that drift across their borders. Maybe we need a big wall. I think that's a lovely idea. You know, keep the keep the air from Illinois out of here. Dreadful, dreadful air. Yeah. I just changed headphones. I so see I could, that. So I can hear you so much better. Your, your dulcet tones. Yeah. You were, uh, the, my... The other headphones were sort of flattening your upper mm-hmm. upper regions there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Oh. So, uh, you know, I mentioned uh, Alexei Navalny. His widow, Yulia uh, Navalnaya, she opened a uh, account on X to continue the struggle. And uh, at first, apparently, they, uh, they uh, suspended her account. <laughs> I guess they had hate speech against yeah, Putin. Yeah, <laughs> against, against against Putin. Yeah. So, but then they, they 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 fortunately they the two people that are in charge of doing this for the entire world had just turned it around and <laughs> decided that maybe they. It just shows what, what the default is, though. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, that's that's bad. That's talking about Papa Putin like that. So Papa, Papa Putin. Hey, uh, just a little. A uh, rare look into Beijing's efforts to uh, spy on targets uh, overseas and at home. This is some new data files that were. Well, targets got good stuff. I would spy. <laughs> well, it's a, it's it's basically a data dump where they they discovered uh, how China manages to support uh, hackers for hire. Uh, than these, it's private private individuals who are working for like their Ministry of State Security, their base, their spy mm-hmm. agency, and and their Ministry of Defense and some other uh, other elements of the Chinese government. And um, according to an analyst uh, who, from Google that looked at this, they said we have every reason to believe that the this data that we've got is uh, authentic. It's a data of a contractor supporting global and domestic cyber espionage operations. And so I saw that story, and then about a minute later, I saw this story uh, coming out of um, of um, the American Embassy in China that uh, Chinese pandas are going to be, new Chinese pandas <laughs> are being sent <laughs> to the United Animatronics States. Animatronics pandas. <laughs> yeah. Why, what is that panda? What's that thing in that panda's ear? Um <laughs> It's uh, always been our hope, our intention and hope to have giant pandas at uh, the National Zoo in Washington. And these come with Wi-Fi. Yeah, <laughs> Wi-Fi, exactly. And uh, the, there's already some uh, at the, there's a, a zoo in uh, in Vienna, the Schönbrunn Zoo, where they've got some pandas now. But uh, we're hoping from some, for some at the National Zoo in Washington, apparently. And um, this is a part of a new round of what the Chinese embassy is calling cooperative research. 
You give us all your data, and we'll give you a panda. There you go. So. That's it's it's a this for that. And uh, they don't realize Trump still isn't president. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he would have jumped on that deal. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so. So the panda, the panda news is right there with the hacking news. I'm like, like wait, this is this, this I had the same thought though when I saw that they were getting pandas. It's like I, they better check them out pretty, pretty good. Like, <laughs> like get the TSA to <laughs> give them once over. Well, could you? I guess you could. You could fit them with little like, I don't know, monitors, little or something. servers yeah, or something yeah. in their butt. I don't yeah. know. But <laughs> <laughs> I saw the pandas in in DC a long time ago, and and. Uh, you know, there was this long line, and we get in there, and it was pretty underwhelming. I mean, they're they're cute, but they just laid there. I mean, they're was, overgrown raccoons. Yeah, I are. know. It wasn't that exciting. Yeah, it's like yeah. there's like a million other things much more interesting. At that pandas zoo. are the. I mean, for people that believe in intelligent design, you look at a panda and you're like, okay, I can make a better animal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it can't eat. It can't reproduce. Yeah, God's <laughs> biggest boners. You know what I mean? It can't move very fast. The thing has an intestinal tract that would be appropriate for a carnivore, but it eats bamboo. So it's got to eat and poop continuously, basically, yeah. to get any nutrition. To grab bamboo, you need something like a thumb. It doesn't have a thumb, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we do. They don't. What they have is like a weird little bone spur that sticks out. Like, give it a thumb, you know what I mean? Like, what? what's the deal? You know? So, I mean, it's just, again, it's just like, you know, intelligent design. Well, you know, I guess if God's brother-in-law that made it, you know. Like, <laughs> like a practice one. Hey, Max, can you get over here and do this? Panda's sure I got it, God. No worries. You got a brewski for me? I just kind of. <laughs> oh, I screwed this one up. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. Put it in production. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll fix the bugs yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the Virgin Mary's nagging God all the time. You know, <laughs> like, Max really needs some work. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know why she was so crabby. <laughs> but. Anyway. Speaking of intelligent design, I was thinking the other day about that. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, God made these these perfect humans and uh, just, you know, took some clay or took a rib, depending on which story you, you want to you care to read in there. But uh, but if that's the case, then why are orangutans and chimpanzees so close genetically to humans? I mean, did, did God just like practice on the chimps? He's chimp- screwing with us. Is he practice on the chimps and the orangutans and go, that's pretty close, but uh, I can do better. I think he's screwing with us. You think so? It's just a big practical joker. Yeah. yeah that's all it is. We're all Job to him, huh? You having trouble with your headphones? Yeah. Do you need to take a break here? I don't know what's Let's going take on. a little break while Sardy Pants un- unravels himself. <laughs> about that you're back uh there i am oh i sound lovely now okay yeah. i had it just it was all, it all sounded weird to me i think i was just kind of there we go yeah there we are sorry about that that's okay so the u.s has landed the a lunar module on the surface yeah i was watching the moon. the moon last night i saw it did you see it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> moon was full last night i don't know if you yeah it was yeah i was yeah. out a couple nights yeah it's been really pretty well out. it was all go of course in the in the smarty cave because I'm companion sure. was like right, yeah. it's like it's gonna land in five minutes yeah. you know it's like all right whatever you know? <laughs> they're gonna I, find any of those golf balls I, they I left saw this there. 50 years ago and there were, <laughs> there were humans on it <laughs> yeah, right. no it was it was nice it was nice yeah. i guess i mean yeah. it's just kind of like 
I don't know. So, I mean, he was saying, you know, one of the things that it can do, he's saying to me, is it, it can take a picture of itself. And it's like, okay, so now it's a selfie. It's, so like, it's, like, it's, like, a, it's like, a, like, a, like an annoying tourist. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, look, I'm on the moon. Can it fall into a crater, too? It's taking a picture. <laughs> a little farther, a little yeah. farther. <laughs> It's a little farther, <laughs> but uh, no, it's good. They they landed softly there, yeah. but uh, you know, and, and it, it is, I you know, we've talked about this before, but it it makes so much sense to send robots and Listen, golf carts. They and don't stuff. need to take. They don't, they don't need meat. They bags. don't need to take. Yeah, they don't need to take jobs from humans. Let them go to into space. I yeah. mean, that's that's the job for them. Yeah, because you know. There's like no air and water and yeah. stuff and yeah, stupid stuff that big that, bags of water like us need. <laughs> Ugly bags of mostly water, yeah. <laughs> so, I was thinking if they do start sending people back, the, the first ones they should send, they should find some of the, the 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 skeptics who say that we never landed on the moon and just just <laughs> drop them there and say, here we're at the we're at the movie soundstage now, so we're just going to drop you off here and you call your mom to get a ride home when you're ready. We're taking off. We'll see you guys. So the yeah. most pathetic thing was uh, we were watching it on CNN. And they had commentators, oh, as they no, always do. No. Can you guess who Did they, they have had? To, no. They had Shatner. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say one thing. She's had work, okay? Yeah. I mean, I just like... <laughs> like no, come on. That's not... That's not He's you. He's like 90 yeah, exactly. I know, exactly. <laughs> and I think... I mean, I they must have injected the Botox with like a giant harpoon or something. But at any rate... <laughs> No, but the thing is, he's like, oh, it's they were they weren't sure at first whether they were losing communication with it, and which they recovered pretty quickly actually after it landed. But they were losing communication; they weren't sure what was happening. Last minute instructions that they were giving it weren't they weren't sure if they're getting through. It was problematic, and of course, Shatner, who knows everything about it, was like. Oh, oh, that'll land. It's bound to land. It's got to, you know, this is, I have faith in this and stuff. It's like, got to, got to, you know, reverse the polarity on yeah, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what are the dilithium crystals the dilithium doing? Crystals. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, why is this guy here? His guy knows nothing about this. They should have just like made a Star Trek set and, and told him he was Captain Kirk and having yeah. that, he, that they were landing and like put yeah. him in charge of yeah. landing it. And then he could bark orders. And uh, I remember seeing him when I was a kid. I didn't like him from the beginning and i'll tell you why i saw him on this uh it was like one of these quiz shows and they had a maybe it was password or something and they had a celebrity person with a regular person sure. right yeah and um and they did the thing where the host alan ludden or whoever it was went around and asked them things about themselves and so there was this one young woman and uh he said oh it says here that you belong to the I don't know, it was like the American Atheist Society or something yeah. like that. You know, that's kind of interesting. And Shatner berated this woman. Oh, really? Like, like I mean, it was like, he's like, well, how can you not believe in anything, you know, kind of thing. And he got, got on her case. Really? On, and, on, on a game on show? On a game show on TV. Wow. And I'm like 11 years old, and I thought, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, live and let live. Come on, <laughs> you know. But I was just like... And you were right. And I was right. <laughs> because, yeah. so, was, my tiny 11-year-old mind was All right. the other actors hated him. Yeah, so. yeah. But he was just, it was just so pompous and over I can't believe they had him on. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> but again, I was just amazed that he was so... Uh, he had that weird preserved look that they all have in Hollywood. Yeah. That was the feeling yeah. I had when I saw him. Oh, funny. Anyway. Yep. Yep, she's had work done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a brief memo, Florida Surgeon General Joseph 
Lepato. Okay. If you say so. Has uh, has uh, subverted a public health standard that's long kept measles outbreaks under control. Oh, no, don't tell me. Yeah, they had a measles outbreak in uh, Manatee Bay Elementary in South Florida. and uh, I blame the manatees. The Surgeon General <laughs> sent parents a letter granting them permission to send unvaccinated children to school amid sure. the, the outbreak. Yep. The Department of Health is deferring to parents or guardians to make decisions about school attendance. Sure, just doing Satan's work. Yeah, so everybody, you know, do your own research and uh, yeah. make it up as yeah. you go along. The former F- Florida Surgeon General said, "This is not a parental <laughs> rights issue. It's about protecting fellow classmates, teachers, and members of the community against measles, which is a very serious and very transmi." Missable disease. I heard you can shoot measles though, so <laughs> <laughs> we're in good shape. You'll be fine. Yeah, it's like <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> Stand and deliver. Nothing to worry about here. <laughs> I'll get to this later, but I saw I saw somebody referring to the the Second Amendment as our God given right to carry to bear arms, and it's like. I don't think God was really involved in in writing that. No, and the next one is about quartering troops. So we know what it's about. It's basically about, I mean, the theories about where it came from, there are many. Well, you're all in favor of quartering the troops at your house. (laughs) I wish more would come by. (laughs) I have a sign out and nobody ever shows up. Welcome sailors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't understand it. That's my favorite amendment, the quartering troops. <laughs> well, but see, here's the thing. They, they, they think of them together. They were specific things. Yeah, they I mean, were specific things. Yeah. And the first one is about people were very, very worried about what had happened during the revolution, which is tyrannical states always have a giant army or navy, right? Yeah. So they're saying in the Second Amendment, we don't want a giant army or navy. Okay, so what are you going to do? We're going to have a militia. Well, if you have a militia, how's that going to work? We're going to get let people keep guns, they'll which, well, by the way... They'll be well-trained. Yeah, they'll be well-trained, yeah. But Which, by the way, having a gun in like 1789 or 1790, there's about a, a 25% chance it's going to blow up in your hands right, because right. they didn't really know how to make the tensile strength of the, the, the tubes they were making yeah. for these guns were terrible. So, it, but, but it, the idea was it will be, you know, it'll be a militia. And so that the next following amendment is, and by the way, again, following with this thing about not having a standing army, you can't impose undue burdens on civilian populations by basically forcing them to give sucker to somebody who's, mm-hmm. you know, needs a place to stay or right. needs a yeah. bread and board, you know, so. I'd always assume they had those, that problem with the British where they would. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They take, take their stuff. And, take uh, their stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how you, back in, this, in the 18th century, that's how soldiers stayed alive in the field as right. they stole things from people. <laughs> <you know? laughs> they requisitioned it or liberated it, as we said back when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> Just liberate that thing from the store. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, it's, it's there. It's, it's So it wasn't God given. Well, God, no, God, none God of it was, right. none yeah. of it was God given. Okay. All of it was a bunch of guys working out a bunch of compromises. Guys in silk stockings and wigs. And wigs. You know. Well, some of them had wigs, yeah. but. Wigs were going out by that time, but still, there was a lot of wigs still around. But yeah, I mean, it's just I, I don't know where they get that stuff. It's like they've created they have a they have a template in their mind that the only time something is an authority is when somehow the the big boss of the universe has imposed it on you. I mean, mm-hmm. they're all about worshiping the big boss. Yeah, the idea that human beings could come together with one another and through mutual agreement come up with a set of rules. That just doesn't occur to them. And you can see that because they hate any system that involves that. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, you're listening to the Mel and Floyd Show here on WORT 89.9 on the FM. You might be listening on the internet at WORTFM.org because we stream all of our shows live. Or you could be listening in the future. Future, future. Where everything is much better in the future is what I hear. So Is that? Well, the clothing's more comfortable. It's I, where you're going to live the rest of your the, life. The clothing looks like, you know, pajamas and sweatpants and stuff. Oh, so. really? I thought it was robes. The, and I uh, thought it was the tight stuff with the big rings on your shoulders. Well, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's some of that, too. But uh, but uh, I'm sorry, ladies. You have to wear um, short skirts, though. So it's, <laughs> it's, that seems to be the future. That, yeah, uh, that's, the, that's the fad. <laughs> that, that William Chatner shows. Yeah, men in the 60s yeah, envisioned. William but, Chatner shows for it. But, uh, yeah, because no, we uh, put all these shows on the archives page, and you can listen whenever you want and and uh, use the WRT app which um, makes things a lot easier I did that a lot this week I listened to all kinds of different work shows on my app it was fun any point in particular we want to shout out uh, just uh, some of the blues stuff yeah. and uh, some of the soul sessions and uh, yeah, yeah. you know some of the old some of the jazz shows and uh, yeah. stuff like that so yeah. all kinds of good stuff so anyway we're gonna take a brief break and come back with oh I don't know <laughs> 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 I know. <laughs> I do. I do have the presidential love letters. Did, were you interested in that at all? Sure. It, it was sort of hollow or Halloween, sort of Valentine's Day. Yeah, not too long it's ago. presidential love letters and, and uh, President's Day. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, well, that was it. It was President's Day. Yeah. This, earlier this week, and uh, these are some presidential love letters, including uh, a letter from Richard Nixon. <laughs> He used to sign his notes. He'd leave notes for Pat, and he'd sign him the, pre- the president. The president. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Please uh, pay attention to these announcements. And we're back. The Badger Project. Uh, I think we had. Had at least a preliminary report on this, but this must be the final. They they released uh, a list of the top spending lobbyists in Wisconsin for okay. the last all right uh, in 2023. <clears throat> so sure. And number one, uh, no surprise to anyone, Wisconsin manufacturers and commerce. Cue the booze. Just <laughs> <laughs> just under uh, nine hundred thousand dollars. Then Wisconsin Hospital Association, almost the same. Oh, Lord. Wisconsin Realtors Association, oh, yeah. $843,000. Yep. Milwaukee Brewers, uh, $800,000, because they're trying to get a new stadium, sure. or, or, up, or not a new stadium, but yeah. uh, upgrades and things like that. So, um, Badger Advocates, I don't know what that is, but uh, that's, about, that's lawyers, I bet. Yeah. Wisconsin Farm Bureau, Wisconsin Counties Association. Wisconsin Insurance Alliance, Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, which is an anti-tax group, of course. Wisconsin Towns Association, <laughs> and uh, Americans for Prosperity, which is a, 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 a Coke, one of the Coke things. There's another Coke. What Coke Government Affairs is a little farther down the list too. So, put those two together, and that's uh, that's about six hundred thousand dollars. So, Wisconsin manufacturers, obvious. though, you know. They haven't been giving it much as much because of that dark tower they're building. <laughs> you know what? The one with the giant eye on top of it, wreathed in flames. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Got to save up a lot of uh, platinum for that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, so there's this new book out that's entitled, Are You Prepared for the Storm of Lovemaking? What? <laughs> that's the name of it. It's Letters. From uh, presidents to their uh, respective wives, girlfriends, 
and uh, and mistresses and um, it's uh, it's uh, I I thought I had the Nixon quote here, but I don't unfortunately. It was apparently that was another thing I was reading, but uh, Nixon we have some of the early letters. You know, he was kind of. He really, he really was trying. He was really wooing Pat, right? And Pat, she, I mean, today would be stalking, of course, you know. But Pat was not interested in him. He drove her around on dates. He did. It was a, very. Like, he was on a date with another yeah. guy, and she would. He would drive. And he wanted to show that he was, you know, he was there for her, I guess. But he, he write, he wrote some letters. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm this from is from memory, where he basically said some very kind, very unnixon like things. He even wrote her poetry. But one of the things that he said is that, you know, no matter what they were doing, being with her was, of course, the most important thing. Um, we've got letters here from Calvin Coolidge, Silent Cal. Turns out he wasn't so silent when he was talking to his lady love. Um, I didn't. I really didn't mean to call on you last night, but when I saw you sitting in the window, I couldn't help it. If you don't want me to tempt me, you best keep out of sight. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Andrew Jackson. And your dress was so short. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, uh, it's all your fault. I can see your ankles. Uh, Andrew Jackson. May the goddess of slumber every evening light on your eyebrows and gently lull you to sleep and conduct you through the night with pleasing thoughts and pleasant dreams. Of course, if you really want to cash in on presidential lovemaking, Warren G. Yeah, Warren well, G. Harding. That's the big one. That's that's the money shot. And uh, some of his, uh, he has some good uh, good good lines in here. I hurt with the insensate insensate longing uh, until I feel that there will never be any relief until I take a long, deep, wild draught on your lips and then bury my face on your pillowing pillowy breasts. And uh, boy, I'm, that's pretty intense. Uh, we also find out from reading the letters that he has nicknames for his genitals and hers. Oh. Uh, his nickname is Jerry, and hers is <laughs> Mrs. Pooterson. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Uh, we also find out some other unusual habits of the presidential couples. Uh, Dolly Madison and James Madison, of course, the president after whom this town is named, were vastly disparate in size. Think of like some kind of giant sea fish and its tiny little spouse. And uh, one of the things she liked to do was to heft him up on her back and romp around the room with him. (laughs) (laughs) You go for it, Dolly. Um, Got some good letters uh, from Franklin to Eleanor. And um, Eleanor, who this? (laughs) (laughs) Who this? New pen. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. she, uh, some of the letters are not exactly romantic. Uh, next year, the taxes on my salary will leave us only about $30,000 net. Of course, that was worth a lot more back in the day. And something has to be done, he wrote in capital letters. I do realize... Franklin that the, Roosevelt was worried about his money? Yeah, he was worried about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, yeah. you, don't get, you don't get rich by giving it away. Yeah. I do realize that the cost of food has gone up. However, I would suggest that something drastic be done about the size of the, per, of the portions served. For instance, for my luncheons, I have pleaded when it is an egg dish for only one egg apiece, yet four eggs constantly <laughs> appear. <laughs> now, there's a romance. <laughs> Of course, this was after um, after he had revealed his infidelity to his wife. Yeah. So they were yeah. they were mostly about the. She didn't really care. <laughs> practically, yeah, blow it out here. You know what? <laughs> FDR. <laughs> no Kennedy one there, huh? 
No, I he was uh, he, he knew better than to put things no in writing. No incriminating evidence. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. We'd all figure that out by that point. Oh. <laughs> uh. Let's see. Uh, syphilis is on the rise in the U.S. It's, oh, yeah. It's reversed course with cases of the disease surging. Yeah. From a low of 32,000 cases uh, 20 years ago, the number of people with syphilis has rocketed to more than 200,000, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported. Yep. That's 62 cases per 100,000 people. I blame the toilet seats. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You you think you got something figured out, like, you know, syphilis and measles and uh, COVID, and um, you just get complacent, I guess. Speaking of thinking you got things figured out, uh, Justice Alito was in the news again this week. I don't know if you heard about that. He's uh, renewing his criticisms of the Supreme Court's landmark decision recognizing the right to same-sex marriage. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's he's annoyed. He's upset because, uh, you know, if, if, if gay marriages are allowed, then that means that people who are against them will be labeled as bigots. And, oh, oh good heavens, that would be so awful. I would really... Stop them from enjoying life to be be known as bigots. I think the thing that got me about that was um, that's the whole deal we make, right? I mean, if you think of gay marriage as a stand-in for whether you believe a certain kind of conservative Christianity or not, um, the idea is you don't have to, right? And in social relations with people that don't share your religious beliefs in a in an advanced democratic society. You keep that on the down low, yeah. you know. Well, you can still still believe. Yeah, what you, you can believe they're going to hell and yeah. just dance around with glee at the thought <laughs> of it. No one's stopping you from that. It's just that when they want to like buy a cake or get on the bus or something, <laughs> you got to go. Okay, I you know we all disagree here, but for for the sake of harmony and social peace, I'm not going to get into it with you about that. That's what we're talking about yeah, there. Yeah. But but that concept, which was created, I think, in the 1600s, uh, apparently we're we're really going back in the don't, way back machine now. Don't, you know, don't mess with me. I mean, that's, that's, they, they seem to like to, to go to that a lot of times. Yeah. It's like, you know, freedom and, uh, freedom, don't, don't, freedom to oppress, freedom to, freedom, <laughs> freedom to be narrow minded. But, uh, well, in Tennessee, their, their governor signed a bill, uh, Wednesday that allows people in the state to refuse to solemnize, solemnize or perform, solemnize, solemnize. Yeah, I guess that's how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah. It's, I'm, it's an odd version of that word, but yeah. uh, or in, in other words, perform a marriage if they disagree with it. Mm. Last week, Tennessee lawmakers passed the bill, which states a person shall not be required to solemnize a marriage. In Tennessee, only certain people can can do that, including state notary publics, government officials, and religious figures. Great. So that uh, that's, that's so they don't have to perform their legal function. They don't have to perform. Their, <laughs> <laughs> don't have to do their job if they don't want to. Nah, I don't feel like it. <laughs> Here's another one that just struck me. So there's a person running for um, the state senate in Ohio, uh, Ari Faber, and Ari Faber uh, is running as a Democrat and wants to appear on the ballot. Uh, here's the problem, Ari Faber. Had a name previously, uh, back when Ari Faber uh, basically uh, was a woman and now is a, is a trans man and uh, has been and lived as a trans man now for nine years. And uh, there's a law in Ohio. Oh, no. 1995 says that um, 
people who have a different name because uh, before they they made a transition, they have to basically use that name on any legal document. Okay. So the the so-called dead naming, and so basically, uh, poor. Mr. Faber has to use his dead name. This is, again, a term that transgender people use for birth name sure. that they have repudiated. Uh, of course, as you might guess, the, there's been an uneven application across the counties that, that uh, Ari Faber is running in about whether they have to do this or not. But, uh, but it's another example. Ohio, a place that used to be a relatively purple state, now uh, you know is cracker land, basically. <laughs> And uh, and is compelling this person who used to be on a um, on the uh, county board of elections has to run uh, uh, under the name that uh, that Ari was given as at birth. So, so if you get married and change your name, does that apply? Or I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it has. To, well, they, good. It won't you, affect the the yeah, good people. Yeah, it won't affect the it won't affect the right thinking people. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. okay. Just don't want to, you know, inconvenience inconvenience the wrong people. Yeah. Yeah. So. Inconvenience the pr- people we want to inconvenience. Yeah. Florida state Republican lawmaker called for all Palestinians to die this week. The report, the remarks came, came during a debate in the state legislature. Who about, said this? It was a, a Florida state Republican lawmaker. Oh my goodness! About, there were there was a debate about calling for a ceasefire, and. Uh, in the speech in support of the ceasefire, the Democrat uh, Florida State Representative Angie Nixon said, We are at 10,000 dead Palestinians. How many will be enough? And Michelle Salzman said, All of them. Good Lord. I don't know if you saw this, but the, uh, in a related story, the, for the first time in the history of the International Court of Justice, that there, someone has advanced the argument, which began on Monday, that uh, Israel is uh, illegally occupying the Palestinian territories. And of course, these, the United Nations has already uh, made this you know, claim through its, its enactments. It's the first time that the world's highest court has actually been given, asked to give an advisory opinion on this. Uh, it's, it's been the subject of years of debate and resolutions at the, at the United Nations, as we all know. Um, the hearings, uh, at, at which are happening, of course, in the Netherlands, in The Hague, uh, they focus on the... Decades of Israeli actions in the Palestinian territories, including East, the West Bank and East Jerusalem. And uh, the Palestinian Authority's uh, foreign minister is there, uh, Riyad al-Maliki. And uh, he said that uh, Israel has subjected Palestinians to decades of discrimination. So um, Israel is not scheduled to appear at the hearings. It's, uh, it's filed a written submission rejecting the validity of the hearings. So this is the International Court of Justice. It was established by the UN Charter in 1945. It's the uh, also called the World Court. Um, only states can bring cases before the court, and all countries belonging to the UN are automatically members of the court and expected to accept its jurisdiction. So we'll see what happens. Changing the subject a little bit here, or a lot here, in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, um, all Wisconsin elementary schools would be required to teach cursive writing under a bill passed Tuesday by the Assembly. The bill sponsors, uh, including a former teacher from Fond du Lac named uh, Jerry Thiesfeld, said teaching cursive will stimulate different parts of the brain and improve education of students. Mm, I think it's the pen manufacturing lobby (laughs) behind all of this. 
Because I can't tell you how how valuable it is to have cursive in in my my day to day life. I like there. I like my own handwriting. It's to tell fine. you the truth, I, I like looking at it. It feels I look at it and think that's me. That's yeah. me on the page. Yeah. My my artistry. <laughs> <laughs> my handwriting gets progressively worse every year. I mean, it's just does it really? It's just a smudge. Your you know? fi- fine motor skills are going. Yeah. Right. Well, no, I just don't use it. I mean, I type oh, yeah. I type everything. And yeah, I, and I have for a long time, so I don't really write by hand very much anymore i kind of like to do i did it. like when i took notes in meetings and stuff like that sure. or interviews but, uh, yeah but you don't have to do that now yeah oh, okay. i don't have to do anything <laughs> just lay on the couch with clopsy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sounds like the life <laughs> hey, you're mentioning- i took clopsy okay. to see cows this week because i just I, I wanted to confuse him and there's a there's a, a on the bike path just out. Well, it says it's in this place called Fitchburg. Yeah, but I can't find it on a map, <laughs> so I don't know really where where it is. But uh, but but there's a there's a, a farm, a, yeah. da- a dairy farm. Sure. And and out uh, in the country somewhere. Yeah. And the, and the, there's a, there's a, actually like a little t- tunnel. Yeah. That the the cows go through to get to like oh, really? a different field, and then they go right under the the a bridge on the bike path. Oh. So so I took Klopsy So they'll there. survive the coming apocalypse. I guess they're, they're smart enough. To, you know, <laughs> go into the tunnel. <laughs> go under the bridge there and go hide in the tunnel. Yeah. But uh, so and the but it was fun to take Clopsy there and, and uh, see these like forty or fifty cows because we happened to catch like the shift change or something. Yeah, yeah. And they were they were all you know going under the bridge and, oh, and Clopsy was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> he started to bark and then he got he, he thought better of it because yeah, it's yeah. like they're pretty big and there's yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might bark back. Yeah, <laughs> but it was fun. so he's never seen a cow. I don't. I don't think. I I had showed him once before, but I but it was a while ago. So I, well, he grew up in um, Hawaii, so yeah, he not didn't, a lot of didn't cows see a lot of you know yeah. big livestock out there. Yeah. So but, uh, I love it when I we one of the stories we always told in my family was the first time our one of our cats saw a big chicken. Yeah. And, and you know what cats are like, right? I mean, it, it was kind of like, I'm going to get that chicken. You're like It started creeping sure. towards the chicken. Sure. And my mother and I, we almost, we were crying. We were laughing so hard because you're like, that chicken's going to throttle that cat. You know? yeah. it's like, but the cat's like, oh, look. You know? like, the biggest bird I've ever seen. You know, it's like, yeah. You know they come from dinosaurs, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, you mentioned the syphilis increase. Just want to put another little, just a little, little, little uh, shine on that story. Smoking has now surpassed injecting as the most common way of taking drugs in the U.S. Deaths tied to smoking are on the rise. This is according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. They uh, they basically looked into uh, what's going on with uh, with smoking, and it's uh, apparently it's going up again. So. So we're back in the 1950s before we know it. All this <laughs> syphilis back and with, smoking with and Mad Men. They'll be doing the three martini lunches. And there you go. No, there was a story this week that uh, did kind of set me back. Uh, you know, they were. You can remember this back in the day. There was so much information about how you know like having a glass of wine a day was good for you and oh, stuff sure, like that. Sure. It turns out that that was all completely bogus. You know, just like in the movie Sleeper. You know. <laughs> Chocolate, best thing for you, right? I mean, it turns out that um, according to the most recent work that's been done in this, uh, alcohol, including wine, is not only not that good for you, it's actually a carcinogen. And uh, basically, there's, there's no cardiovascular benefit whatsoever. 
and it may even increase the risk of heart issues. For example, uh, a lot of people have AFib in the United States, arterial fibrillation, sure. and uh, apparently the, it's the, it messes with the chemicals in your heart such that the, the electrical discharges can become irregular as a result of this. According to the WHO, the World Health Organization, no amount of alcohol is safe. And other health agencies have been have said, regardless of whether you're drinking wine, beer, or liquor, you should lay off. Um, of course, it's a, you know the risk level varies. It varies with the individual's physiology. It varies with how much you drink and how frequently. Um, but um, and they did a study back in 2023, just uh, just last year, and researchers found that uh, out of 4,000 4, U.S. adults that they surveyed, only 20 percent were even aware that wine could cause cancer, and uh, which of course is one of the side effects that uh, you have to worry about. And uh, the most common response. I guess, you know, a couple decades of this information filtering through the system. Uh, most of them said, what? I thought it was supposed to protect against heart disease. Yeah. Not the case. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll do my own research on that. <laughs> See what I come up with. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> Uh, if you if you want to go down to the bar for that research, <laughs> over like, to the echo just, across uh, just the street, ask me there. over and I'll, I'll help you out. <laughs> the real jaguar's here. Yeah, yeah. there's your research. He's got a real jaguar T-shirt too. Look at that. He wow. does. Is that a special shirt you got made there, Jaguar, or is that just something you found off the rack? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. It's, it was designed by a friend of mine, West Three, who used to come in and help do loops in between mm-hmm. yeah. the. Um, the brakes and stuff like that, that. and um, yeah, so wow, that's, that's we should crazy. sell those as a premium yeah, or that'd something. Be a great that's, premium. Yeah, let's let let's talk to Susan. Okay, I've already tried. All right, well, all okay. right. Well, let's <laughs> already tried. We'll use our <laughs> we'll use our unholy yeah, power on yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Every minion car gets a real jack. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, this out of Atlanta, a proposal that would require school libraries to notify parents of every book a child checks out was advanced by the Georgia Senators on Tuesday while a proposal to subject school librarians to criminal charges oh my for Lord. distributing material containing obscenity was was waiting in the wings. Yes, Uncle Adolf. The measure, measures are a pr- part of a broad and continuing push by Republicans in many states to root out what they see as inappropriate material from schools and libraries. I just wish Uncle Adolf would stick to his soap opera or whatever. I'm just getting tired of this stuff. <laughs> What is your major malfunction? Anyway, that's just me. Oh, I don't think it's just you. A couple hundred million people who would agree with you. But, uh. So here's a uh, story. This is from the Wisconsin State Journal. It was run, The story ran, because you know, I like to keep up on the latest trends, in 1854. Oh, okay. I thought this was really interesting. I was wondering what you thought about it. There was a bill pending uh, before the uh, state assembly to tax dogs in the state of Wisconsin, 50 cents per head, and they use the money to go to the uh, support of the poor. Uh, the idea is that uh, dogs are, you know... A luxury. A luxury. Mm-hmm. They're, it's like a luxury tax. Very good. And so if we were to collect uh, a little bit of money off of uh, the possession of each dog, then uh, we could, in a sense, help... Those who, you know, need help as well, which would be uh, people. Why should I have to pay to help them? Uh, Just because I have a dog. Well, but you're able to support. That's not fair. You're able to support a dog, so apparently you have a lot of money laying around. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not a bad idea. Stuff like that. 
I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, but, I'd, ra- uh, I'd rather text like the hedge fund people. But, well, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Let's move it up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> people with a lot of dogs. Maybe foo-foo dogs. Maybe like you know, like if a dog costs more than a thousand dollars or something. Yeah. Know. Yeah, if if it stands no higher than like six inches, yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> or you know, if it can live in I a mean, bo- you know, if it's live a, in a bag, if it's a rescue or something. That's yeah. that's one thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So. all right, we got to get out of here. Time to declare <laughs> the weekend. Stick around, enjoy the the real jaguar. Then Amy Goodman, Democracy Now, Labor. Oh, um, the kiosk is next. Kiosk, and then, yeah. then then uh, don't forget them. Then uh, the the jaguar, and then uh, Amy Goodman, Democracy Now. Labor Radio, Blues, Friday in My Mind, all kinds of great stuff here on your favorite radio station, WORT. Pants, it was great to see you. You too. And thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. And you are listening to WRT 89.9 FM, Madison. Goodbye, friends. I'll miss you. Good riddance to them. Now Zoidberg is the popular one. Yes, yes. Let's all talk to Zoidberg.